Welcome to the Rent to Retirement Podcast, your resource for passive real estate investing and retirement strategies. If you're new to real estate or planning your financial future, you're in the right place. Join us at renttoretirement.com to find your path to financial freedom and an easy, carefree retirement. Enjoy the show. Hey, Rent to Retires, it's Adam Schrader here, and I am joined for today's episode by Wendy Papazan. She is the co-founder of the Papazan Properties Group with Keller Williams and is also the host of the Empire Building Podcast. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So I want to get started just with the, the general question of how did you get started in real estate and what are you currently doing in real estate? Sure. Well, I actually got my start in real estate as a real estate investor, and uh, I I was a real estate investor for about, mm, I guess, about a decade before I actually got my real estate license. And the reason I got my real estate license were my two, my two kids. My oldest was about to start kindergarten, and I thought I would get my real estate license to save money on investment properties. That's really the main reason I did it. And my goal was pretty small that year in terms of real estate sales. I just wanted to earn enough money to basically buy another investment property. And I ended up basically doubling my income of anything I'd ever made in the past before. So, um, you know, I did 18 sales my first year working part time as a stay at home mom. And, and then within five years, I was making a million dollars in commission checks in real estate. And now I'm about 12 years in. I have a, a big team here in Austin, Texas, and uh, pretty much everybody else does the sales. And um, I get to do fun stuff like come on podcasts. <laughs> so tell me a little bit, you know, most, most real estate agents, I just want to dive into this for a second, have trouble. I mean, 18 sales the first year. You know, I, I know a lot of real estate agents who would die to do 18 sales in a year and they've been doing it for a little while. How did you, mm -hmm. especially part time and especially as a stay at home mom, how did mm -hmm. you scale yourself up in that short a time period? Well, the good thing for me was is that people sort of knew me as uh, in the real estate realm because I'd, I'd been doing real estate investing and I would had conversations about it, but I've always been interested in wealth building. And so I built my business those first few years in real estate by, uh, by talking about wealth building. So one of the first things I ever did was is I had what I called millionaire mochas. Um, cause, cause I've always known that surrounding myself with people and talking about wealth was how I would get uh, wealthier. And so I would have these little gatherings and I would literally invite everyone I knew, um, through Facebook messaging, calling, texting, whatever that looked like. And not, you know, not that many people would show up actually, if I had six to 10 people there, that would be awesome. However, I was able to message people once a month about the fact that I was in real estate. And so that was a big part of it, you know, and I just have a, I have a big sphere here in Austin. And then I just leveraged the power of the Keller Williams real estate network. So agent to agent referrals has always been a big part of my business. And um, that first year it was, it was also a big part of my business. Yeah. So what was your first investment property experience? I mean, a lot of people, you know, are looking to take that first step, but haven't taken that first step mm -hmm. or don't even know what kind of property to look for. What were you looking for when you got your first investment property? 
Well, our first investment property was actually our first home. So for a lot of people, that can be an easy way to get into real estate. Uh, we bought a house. You live in Austin. We bought a house. Back then it was South Austin and then it was South Central Austin. Now it's <laughs> Central Austin. Uh, but about 20 years ago for 175,000, it was just a two bedroom, one bath in the Zilker neighborhood. And as we oh, were yeah, that's about- really Central Austin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, back then it wasn't though, it was South. It was South Austin. And, um, and so after I got pregnant with my oldest, somebody said to us, hey, you should, think about keeping that house as an investment property. And I just remember my husband and I thinking like, what, what, what do you mean? Why would we do that? I thought everybody just sells and moves up, sells and moves up, sells and moves up. And so we made a pretty lateral move in terms of our housing payment, but we were able to rent our first house out and uh, it's been an amazing investment for us. So we bought that house for three and a half percent down because it was owner occupied, which was about $7,000. And uh, we've kept it as a rental for 17 years. And that house that was worth 175,000, a house sold right across the street for 925,000 recently. And so for $7,000, we've had complete strangers paying our mortgage down. Uh, we've, we've managed to turn that $7,000 into, you know, $800,000 in a couple of decades. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's good generational wealth there. Yeah, it is for sure. So yeah. now 17 years for uh, a rental is a, a long time. Have you been managing it yourself or do you have a management company? Yeah, we manage the rentals ourselves. Uh, it's something that I did when my kids were little. So um, they, I always dragged them along with me. Uh, in fact, we did everything. I did tons of sweat. Like before I learned, before I, when I got into real estate, I, I really started to understand the power of leverage and having other people and paying other people and not doing everything yourself. But, be, but while I was like growing our investment portfolio, I did everything myself. So I drag my kids to our investment properties. They would help me, you know, do the make readies. I'd scrub the floors. I took out the garbage, all, all of that. Like I did all that sweat equity and um, yeah, I mean, hopefully my kids got something out of that. We'll see. <laughs> we'll so, see. So, so are you investing outside of Austin as well now? The only investment property that, that we have outside of Austin is uh, we own a, a short-term rental in Minnesota, which is where I grew up in the Lake Country there. And, uh, and then the last three investment properties that we've purchased have been in Kyle, Texas, which is just, just south of you down there. Um, I really love Hayes County. Um, it's gone up 42% year over year, February over February, home prices are up 42%. And you can still buy a property that uh, if you put in, you know, put 30 to 40% down, it'll still cash flow. But for us, it's, it's really been about growing our net worth. Uh, and not necessarily about the cash flow. at some point, we're probably gonna sell our Austin investments and turn all that equity into into cash flow hopefully that's the goal anyway <laughs> yeah so when it comes to you know actually building the generational wealth can you talk a little bit about kind of what your 
you know, what your plan is in terms of passing down that generational wealth? Is it, you know, like you were talking about maybe selling and then handing it down? Is it handing over properties? Kind of how are you looking at doing the generational part of the generational wealth? Well, it's really interesting because I, 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 I was, I can't remember where I was flying to, but I ended up sitting on the airplane next to this, to an older gentleman. And it turned out that he was a real estate attorney, a long, long-term real estate attorney in, in Austin. And so of course, once I found that out, I used the opportunity to kind of like pepper him with questions on the flight. And, you know, one of the questions I asked him is, is if you were me, right? Because he was telling me he had multiple rental properties and lots of investments. And, and my husband have my and I have our wealth in different buckets. You know, we've got a big part of what we got is in real estate, but we own multiple businesses. We invest in the stock market. We've got some money in, in startup companies. And what he told me was very profound. It was kind of like a I don't know, one of those back to school specials that you, that you watched when you were a kid where there's like a like an angel on the plane next to you. And uh, and he said, "Well, you know what? Cuz he was probably about 80." And he said, "A few years ago, I ended up just selling all of my physical property except for this one house that cash flows pretty well because I've just seen through the years as a real estate attorney how this has impacted families and so that's like a sort of a long-winded way of saying like at some point i think it was you know an angel from above saying like hey you know what maybe you should sell your investment properties and dump it into something that's a little bit more easier for your kids to manage because my kids are 16 and 17 and neither of them seem particularly interested in dealing with the headaches of of <laughs> rental properties but you never know yeah I think I have at least one of my kids is very interested. He asks me on a fairly regular basis, you know, to run him. Well, he's also very money centered. So he mm -hmm. asked me to run him through like, how much did this one make? And how much did this one make? And so I think Ooh, it's I great. That. I mean, yeah. How old is he? He's nine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, send him over to Papazian Properties for an internship. Yeah. So how do you um, work with uh, investors? Like how do you tell, especially in some place like, Austin, how do you mm -hmm. work with investors and kind of help them get over the hump of, yeah, you're not going to live in this place, but you mm -hmm. can actually make money with it? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I've been helping investors invest for a long time in Austin. I mean, probably my one of my biggest legacies is the number of listing appointments that I've gone on with trusted friends and family where I've said, hey, have you thought about keeping this as an investment? And um, I've had a lot of people come back later and just thank me for that. Um, but in terms of working with investors, you know, we do, a, you know, we, we, we do a consultation. So we're not just going to get out and show someone a bunch of properties. We need to understand your financial goals first. And a lot of people that are investing in Austin now, as opposed to even five years ago or 10 years ago, they're coming and they're saying, well, we're just looking for the upside. You know, we're, we're hoping that the properties appreciate and we're not worried about cash flow. We need a place to put our money and we think Austin is the place. And, um, and if that's the case, then, then, then Austin's great for you. Um, I got a message from an investor this morning who said, I'd like a, uh, a turnkey investment property in Austin for 275, you know, <laughs> where I can put 20% down. 
and that's tough you know that just doesn't exist anymore um that that was about 2000 and that was pre-pandemic is really when that was um that's how fast our our market has grown and so it's you know getting on the phone having a consultation suggesting other markets you know we have a network of agents who specialize in real estate investing across the country that we help people with and um and so it's like figuring out what their financial goals are and then matching them with the right person i mean you can still go to san antonio houston dallas is kind of out of the question for 275 but <laughs> yeah 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 so one of the things that i i love as you build your wealth and get involved with real estate is you can give back i know you uh you and your husband started uh raising money for children with cancer and i believe you've raised over a million dollars what made you decide to go into to that like what prompted you to to begin that journey well one of the gifts that i got when i started my real estate business is the gift that keller williams gives you of teaching you how to build a team and how to leverage yourself and i see a lot of my friends that are solo agents who wake up every day and um, if they don't work that day, they don't get paid that day. And um, and I was blessed to be able to build a great team here. And one of our team values is giving back. And so one of the reasons I get to wake up every day is, is I wanna give back to my community. I wanna give back to my team. I wanna give back to the real estate industry. And so we've partnered with multiple charities over the years. And one of them is a charity called Heroes for Children. And um, pre-pandemic, we did a poker tournament for them every year and raised, you know, usually a lot of money. And uh, yeah, so I, I really believe that as a, as a business owner, you can do well by doing good. And that is uh, our philosophy here. Yeah. And so I like what you were saying about building the team and Keller Williams helping you build the team because that's one of the hardest and you know things that you need to do as a real estate investor is building your team and i know i saw in your podcast you recently had an episode about i believe it was the three p's of building a team so whenever you are building a team what are some of the things that you need to look for in people to help you you know to know that they're the ones who are going to help you yeah well i think it starts out with having an attitude that together everyone achieves more on a team i mean i know that sounds dumb but it's really uh, a lot of us as entrepreneurs and especially in the real estate industry we we we're pretty good at a lot of stuff so we're pretty good at like going it alone and we're pretty good at this and that and all the things and understanding that the way you have success is is you start to fire yourself from the things that you aren't good at or aren't a good use of your time and i tell a lot of people a lot of people have heard me say this which is as you're starting out in your business whether it's real estate real estate investing whatever that looks like put a, and you're feeling that overwhelmed feeling you know you're feeling like it's too much. I I feel sick to my stomach. I I I just want to quit. And that's when you know you probably need leverage. And leverage comes in the form of either systems or a person. And um, so tape tape a piece of paper to your desk and write my not 
to-do list on it. <laughs> and every time you have that feeling of like, ooh, I don't want to do that, or I, I hate putting signs in the yard, or I hate showing properties, or I hate managing my own properties, or whatever that looks like, um, write that down, right? And then when you've earned the right to leverage your time, you fire yourself from that job. And I've literally fired myself from every job on my real estate team. You know, I fired myself from contract to close, transaction management, operations, ordering supplies. Like I'm just, I'm actually not good at most of those things. I don't even work with buyers and sellers anymore. And so then all of a sudden you look up and you fired yourself from the things that you're not good at or are not a good use of your time. And then you're in your 20% and you get to wake up every day and you're excited, you're doing the things that you like to do. And honestly, if everybody, was able to build a business like that. And then you hire people who, who want to do that job. Yeah. Right. I have people on my team who love doing all those other things. And then, and then the customer gets better service, right? Cause they've got a team of people that are helping them with systems as opposed to you being entrepreneurial about everything. Yeah. So how have you managed and how do you see people really scaling their investment portfolio? Have you been pulling money out of properties to put towards other properties or how have you scaled your portfolio over time? Yeah. Well, so for us, we've always had, in addition to our real estate, we've had cash flow businesses. So that's helped us a lot. And now we're at the point where we're, we're really wanting to do that. Um, I just read a fantastic book. It's called The Lifestyle Investor by Justin Donald. I don't know if you've read it. He's also an Austinite. Um, but in it, he really talks about how you can leverage your, your investments. And so that's really the journey that I'm on right now for our family because I have the time to do that, right? That's the other great thing about um, getting leverage is, is all of a sudden you have, you have thinking time, right? To think about different investments and things like that. So, yeah. And so are you only doing, um, single family housing or are you in commercial industrial or anything like that? Uh, we've, we've mainly invested in single family real estate. Yeah. But we do have, uh, we have, we're starting to do some hard money lending. So we've done some hard money lending and then we are also involved in, um, three startups. So yeah. nice. yeah, and like how, as, as like angel investing, you know? Yeah. How has uh, that experience been? Because we like people to diversify across all different kinds of, mm -hmm. you know, real estate price points, styles, you know, mm -hmm. neighborhoods, markets, kind of everything. So how is, you know, hard money lending, you know, I just did an interview the other day with uh, one of the people who helps people raise money from people to do, you know, the private lending. So how has that experience been for you? And, you know, how have you, you know, implemented that? Yeah, well, it's been great. I mean, you want to have your standards in place, obviously, and you want to have collateral for everything that you do, and you want to make it worth your while. So charging points and uh, charging a decent interest rate that makes sense for you. I mean, for us, it's, you know, it, there's no sense in doing it if it's not, you know, 10 to 12% interest. Um, and some of it is selective. So we're in relationship with a builder in Austin. And um, 
we're doing hard money loans for them and it's secured by the it's secure it's it's real estate lending you know secured by the property um, and that's been great for us you know we are, we're getting a 12 percent return on that and um you know we have a great great relationship with that builder and there's some other perks there that are great um but yeah you just want to you want to have a good attorney and you want to have your standards in place you know yeah and um when it comes to you know building out your network that you've built out um how have you gone about making sure that your network is strong and that you're consistently meeting new people who can help you you know with your journey well yeah and i'll tell you these last couple of years have been tough <laughs> you know it's really been tough um i feel like i've, I've i used to have a goal of uh, what I call two talent appointments a week. So meeting with people, um, just meeting with two people a week. That was my goal, which, you know, at the end of the year, you've met a hundred hopefully talented people. And honestly, I've just, I've gotten away from it these last couple of years and I just really need to get back into it. Um, and my husband does a Wednesday morning coffee so every Wednesday morning, he's meeting with someone. Um, so yeah, it should be something that that's on everyone's goals. And for sure, I, I actually just got back from a great spring break vacation in um, Lake Tahoe. And uh, that's that was on my that was like, when I had some thinking time, I was like, wow, I'm really missing that like energy. Um, so yeah, it's back on my to do list. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always important to be, uh, to be, if you're, what do they say? If you're not growing, you're dying something. Absolutely. Yeah, lines. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just want to kind of wrap it up a little bit here. Can you, can you give people maybe a piece of advice when it comes to investing, whether it's getting started or continuing on their journey, if they, when they hit speed bumps, you know, kind of the, the mindset to have whenever you do hit those speed bumps so that you don't just say, eh, this clearly isn't for me. I'm going to move on and find, you know, some else, some other investment to to work on that. Let's be honest, probably won't work as well as uh, real estate will over right. time. Right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like anything else. Um, success looks different than you think it does. Success is actually consistent activities done over time. Whether that's success in wealth building, success in real estate success in your health, working out, eating right, all of those things. It's really repeatable activities done over time. And honestly, that's boring. That's not sexy. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, do an infomercial and get a lot of people to sign up with that piece of advice. But that is really what it looks like. And sometimes you have days where you don't eat right. And sometimes real estate deals, they don't work out. Like we've had, uh, you know, we had a deal where we had a, a crooked builder and, you know, we ended up $150,000 in the hole um, with of unsecured debt. We ended up having to sell the property and we were still $150,000 in debt from it. And, um, and that's just part of it. I mean, failure is part of it. Not every deal is gonna go right. And so you have to think about, you know, this is not a one year thing. This is a 10, 20, 30, 40 year endeavor. And you're going to mess up sometimes. And hopefully, you know, you learn from your mistakes and then you can move forward and, and still continue to make progress. 
Yeah. And I think it's especially true. You know, you're talking about like, you know, working out and all those things, you know, you start working on it. It takes, you know, four or five, six months for it to really start showing its benefits. And when you first get started in real estate, you know, you get your cash flow to start with, but it's just, you know, two, $300 a month, maybe. And it's not really a life-changing experience no. that first one, two, three years, even if you're buying, you know, one or maybe even two properties a year, yeah. but it's really when you get to year four or five, six, and you see the buildup in your equity and, you know, whether it's principal pay down or appreciation and all of your properties start cash flowing, you really start to see the benefits and you, you can't just base it on year one. You know, you've got to, no. like you were saying, it's a, it's a long, a long game. And if you're in it for the short game, best of luck. <laughs> best of luck. Yeah. You might as well flip a house, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're buying yeah. from flippers. We're not, uh, our investors aren't, aren't doing the flips because that's a lot more work than I want to do. It's, no, uh, it's a lot that, more work. Yeah. That was on my list of things not to do before I even started investing in real estate. And uh, I admire you for self-managing properties because I fired myself from that um, from the get-go. And then I put it on my to-do list and then I scratched it off my to-do list uh, fairly quickly because I realized that wasn't... Uh, yeah, that wasn't my thing. I was willing to pay yeah, people to do that. <laughs> absolutely. That makes sense. Well, whatever. And the thing about wealth building too is, you know, you have to be able to sleep at night, right? So my advice uh, for me and my family is probably different than your advice or somebody else's advice uh, for, you know, whoever is listening out there because you need to be able to sleep at night. So. Yeah. And mine wasn't even sleep at night. It was whenever the you'd see that phone number on your phone and go, now. When you do that, you're kind of like, you know what? It's worth the eighty dollars a month to pay somebody to, to handle this for me. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for joining us today. The website is papazonproperties.com. That's papazonproperties.com. And uh, Wendy, you also have a a website called amplifyevent.com. Can you tell us a little bit about that before we wrap up here? Sure. It's actually, we have a new name now. It's called herbestlife.com and it's affiliated with the Empire Building Podcast. And the Empire Building Podcast is we talk about how to build big businesses and even bigger lives. So we, we have a lot of uh, business advice and then also how to have a big life as well. And Her Best Life is an organization that amplifies the lives and voices of women in business. So it's for women in business, and it basically helps with leadership lonely. There's a lot of women out there, especially who are leaders in companies in any industry, and they're pretty lonely. And so definitely go to herbestlife.com and check it out, as well as the Empire Building Podcast, because we'd love to see you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. That's herbestlife.com and papazonproperties.com. You can also check us out at renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. You can see everything. We have properties. You can schedule calls with us. Really appreciate you if you check that out. And don't forget to leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you use. I uh, really appreciate those reviews. And if you listen to Wendy's podcast, go and leave her a review as well. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. To all our listeners, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Rent to Retirement Podcast, your number one resource for wealth building, real estate investing and stress-free retirement strategies. Continue your real estate education and invest with us at renttoretirement.com.